Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, the Power Post Game brings to you another recap! What's up, world? You are listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report, where we talk all things power. You are joining us for episode two of uh, this first season of Book episode Four. four. Yeah. Whoops, did I say two? Yeah. Jeez, it's a lot of numbers. The, the numbers... I should not interrupt your intro. Nah, you good. You needed to because I was about to give him a whole bunch of wrong information. Episode four, book four, season one, Force. Storm clouds. That was totally out of order. But if you're you're listening, you you know what we're talking about. Uh, I, of course, am your stumbling, bumbling, fumbling, word uh, jumbling co-host, Triple D. And with me, as always, is Carlos D. How you doing, sir? Can't complain, man. Another week in the books. We are through episode four uh, in a new adventure. Um, so, you know, it's still going. It's still going. Uh, you know, lukewarm feelings about this week's episode, personally, um, which, of course, we'll get into. But uh, I'm, I'm fine other than that. How about you? I'm doing all right. I can't complain too much. Um, yes, I I was definitely going through some some weird mental stuff trying to digest this episode and it actually didn't hit me until afterwards. It was kind of one of those things. It's like while processing what I was feeling, I kind of came to an epiphany on the show just a little bit. And, um, I'll try to remember to share my, like save it for the end of, um, why I think I kind of felt how I felt about this particular, uh, episode, it, like kind of lukewarm. Um, and it was kind of bleeding into my overall thoughts of the show. I will say that um, I, I don't want to use the word flimsy again, but not. I, I really feel like they're moving as if they don't know if they're getting renewed, um, which, I mean, the success of what, two, three shows now, um, but then again, you never want to, you never want to, you know, try to self-guarantee something something and self-sabotage yourself. Uh, but I think stars would be a little, a little wild to not give them at least a second season for the, you know, the series, most the franchises, one of the franchises, most popular characters, but it really feels like they're kind of rushing this thing along because they're not a hundred percent sure if they're going to get a second season. Um, but like I said, we're here to talk about episode four, Storm Clouds. Um, you ready to dive in? You got some initial thoughts? No, no, I'm ready, man. Let's get into uh, the thing by thing, and we can kind of just kind of delve deep into our overall feelings as we got to get into these scenes that didn't make sense to us or, or kind of made us feel kind of lukewarm about it. So let's get into it. All right. So speaking of getting into it, the scene opens up. The episode opens up with some, with some sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really push anything along other than to... Remind us that, yeah, uh, despite the fact that she doesn't want to get too involved with Tommy, uh, Glow is is perfectly fine passing the time with Tommy. Um, And he seems to be fine with that as well. At least it seems at this point in the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Besides, you know, some playful banter, is there anything we really need to touch on in that scene? Just stay hydrated, folks. There it is. Always stay hydrated. Doesn't matter what time of year it is. Keep that H2O. All right. So we get to Gennard, uh working on his hmm, 
ultimate, but you know, ultimately his betrayal of uh, of his brother Diamond. But um, in this scene where they're Jannard and his uh, his homeboy, what E or yeah, I think it's E. We yeah, I think, him, says, I think it's Elijah. Elijah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we get a very good piece of dialogue where you kind of you're reminded that although Jannard has been kind of shady, um, he really did sacrifice the normal life to keep his brother's, you know, operations going in which to a degree, it seemed like he didn't have to. He did it, you know, out of love for his brother. He could have. He could have been like, well, he's in he's in jail and it is what it is and moved on and lived his life, you mm-hmm. know, did the did the college thing and possibly be an athlete and completely be in a different situation. But he made that sacrifice for his brother. And you you definitely kind of understand that, like, yeah, um, this adds even more to the motivation of, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of rough to ask someone who's been away for 15 years to come home and take the driver's seat, uh, not even really asking, just kind of demanding the driver's seat and shoving you to the, at this point, the back, <laughs> the back passenger seat. Uh, Cause that it feels like he's completely kicked him out of the, uh, the, the co-pilot seat and put Tommy in there. Uh, what did you think about that, that scene in regards to Jannard's feeling? And it seems like he's using uh, who we've now know that, uh, D-Mac is JP's son, uh, how he's kind of rounding up troops for Jannard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like how they kind of gave Jannard uh, this backstory because before you didn't really know what his motivation was or what he was about. Um, and it's good to see that he could have been out of this lifestyle. Um, it wasn't something he's been chasing since he was a kid or, you know, he was so starstruck by his brother and his brother's position as the head of CBI that he just kind of was dying to have it. Um, but he, he, he knew he did a, a lot of sacrificing. He wanted a regular life. He wanted to go to college, like he said. And then he put all that on hold, and he know he can't go back to that life now. Now he committed 15 years to this game and getting them to where they are. So it's not going to be so easy just to give it up because his brother is home. So it's good. To, I'm glad they did that because they really are kind of fleshing this character out. And he's not just like the knucklehead brother or the brother that's alpha violence or alpha power. He has a legitimate claim to this crown and it's kind of hard to just kind of give it up even though it was not originally his goal in life to be the king so I, I already enjoyed that that little opening part of the scene and then I like the little thing where they kind of getting us more involved with because um, when we when you first introduced I barely recognized or paid attention to the boy um, but I'm glad they're giving a lot of new character development to I think you said his name is D-Mac the young boy that's uh, Tommy's will be Tommy's nephew and uh, yeah. JP's son so um I'm interested to see where they're going to go with that long term. Because uh, we see throughout this episode a lot of bickering between the CBI brothers. At what point is that going to come to a head? Or right. are they going to reconcile? I guess we got to wait and see. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so meanwhile, at the Tommy Cave, um, <laughs> he's he's working on his backup plan. Obviously, you know, the, the meet between uh, the Flynn's and CBI, or at least Diamond, uh, fell through. It never even really got off to you know decent ground it was pretty much just a setup for for flynn to just try and dunk on diamond Mm -hmm. so tommy has to come up with a backup plan and his idea so far is to mess with the yardies and uh (laughs) possibly you know knock them off and take over their 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 turf um liliana being around here well not necessarily from here but being around here longer she knows that it's not the best idea um, 
but you know she's she's down the ride and uh, we also see tom well we also have tommy kind of clue her in that like uh claudia flynn might be another source of um of income another another you know uh powerpoint and uh he tells her to put he puts he puts Cla- no excuse me he puts liliana on the tail of claudia just to you know see what's going on with her um I might as well go into the next scene. We get Claudia making some moves. She meets up with someone named Reggie. Uh, seems like a colorful character. I think I think he's going to be interesting. Um, and I believe... Go ahead. No, I was saying something. She's meeting up with some Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think she's going to use him to possibly be a moving point. Like a, a you know, a distro. I think she's selling yeah. him, you know, wholesale some amounts of this uh, new wonder drug. That they still haven't, I think, given a name to. Um, or kind of what it does. I think it's like cocaine, but a little bit better. But I feel like it was also kind of giving some ecstasy vibes. The way that That's they were using it as like. a party drug. Yeah. yeah. But he seemed to enjoy it. And he definitely seems to be in business and is willing to do business with the female Flynn without the involvement of her father or her brother, which she wanted more than anything else. He also seems to genuinely care about her. Mm-hmm. Um they had a and real brotherly more than yeah. her own brother appears like you yeah know, a kind of yeah. a real familial vibe so right and it, it wasn't on some you know he's just waiting for his chance to you know mm-hmm. get up in or anything like that and like i think he he generally sees what's going on with her and i think they have like a a decent like somewhat sibling like relationship so i thought that was interesting uh so we'll, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of reggie um anything else on that scene no, no, I think we hit it. You're really good at remembering these people's names, so you must write them down, because uh, I try. In and out, in and out. I forget. I try. Sometimes I'd be saying. forgetting, because I feel like once you said it, I was like, they definitely named the drug, or like came up with like, yeah, they named the drug later on in the episode, but I don't think I have it written down. Okay. Um, from there, we go to brunch with the champ. <laughs> this was my favorite scene of the whole thing. Those go two in. old black guys was hilarious. Yeah, man. go in. Go this in. This man said, "All I wanted is a coffee." He was like, "You don't come into no diner, order you know, order no coffee. Is this Starbucks to you?" Uh, and so they go this whole funny back and forth. He make him order some uh, cookies, and then the other white boy come in and he say the exact same thing. All I want is coffee, and they go into. I thought he was about to go into the whole tirade again, but they just kind of looked at each other. Uh, so this was a good comic relief scene. Um, I hope that we get to see these two yeah, funny old black so guys too. again. Um, but as a part of the scene, we learned that while Papa Flynn may not want to be involved with CBI, Junior does not share his same beliefs and believes that his father is basically a dinosaur. And the fact that he's not willing to modernize the business, to deal in different drugs, to work with different people, um, he believes it's going to be the extinction of the Flynn family. So he's going to branch out his own and do his own thing. So it seems like both Flynn kids aren't going to take the backseat to their father um, for far or too much longer. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this works out. As, the, as they seem to get more in deep with Tommy and Diamond and moving their own product, is it going to come to the head that, they, that their father finds out and then there's going to be some revenge at play? Or, you know, how, how do we end up, how does the Flynn family end this season? It's going to be the biggest question as, as we see these two brothers and sisters kind of kind of truck their own path in life so what'd you think of it uh pretty much the same um love the the scene with the two the two older black dudes i, I looked them up on imdb 
Like, I, I had to. Mm-hmm. And they're not credited, at least not yet. Because I was thinking, like, is this, like, one of those kind of Easter egg type things? Because it was something about them um, that I was like, maybe the I wonder if these guys are, like, old boxers or something like that. Uh, but they're not credited just yet, it seems. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I, I kind of hope that they get more, uh, some more, you know, screen time. Um, uh, I'm pretty much on the, the exact same like level with you as far as you know they th- this is them trying to make things happen outside of a uh, outside of Jannard well no Jannard knew about this meeting we found that out later but um outside of a uh, Papa Flynn's range and um the one one of the big takeaways I kind of got from this is something about it it just made me feel like Diamond's newfound sense of tranquility I feel like it's either going to it's going to be a gift or a curse or a strength or a weakness um, because, you know, he's, he's super civil and he's I don't want to use the word welcoming, but like he's definitely, you know, a lot more open minded than his brother is has been. Um, but also it it almost well, I think this is what's going to kind of lead to his demise, at least with his brother, because he's he's trying to play everything so uh calm and cool where in some some situations especially in this life you know uh at least from what i've seen i've never lived this life you you kind of do need to rule with that iron fist um because even though i think while i think the reason he he pulled up during that fight was because that was his brother i feel like if anyone else would have challenged him he would he would have put them in the hospital um so i think like his this newfound sense of of calm and peacefulness might be his downfall. Um, anything on that before we move on? No, no, I agree. We got to see. Cause you can, I feel like you can't be in this game and play both sides. There's no peaceful drug business. Um, you see, especially in, in the power universe. Right. As you see every episode, we didn't drop multiple bodies. Um, you know, like it's nothing. So the, at least, well, I, I don't know if that's for everybody. If, playing with Tommy, there is no peace. Uh, so I don't know if Diamond's gonna be able to be peaceful and be the drug kingpin. We'll have to wait and see how time plays out though. Indeed. So from here we get a really quick scene um where we find out that Polly's son is a junkie. Mm-hmm. Um and all I could that kept thinking was like, while this is a little interesting, is it necessary? So I'm wondering if Polly's son is gonna get y- yanked up. Um, if he's going to get clean and maybe, you know, try to come back to his family or if he, if he flips on the Flynn's, Mm -hmm. um, cause I I was just like, that's, this seems a little out of left field. Like, I like Paulie. You didn't see Paulie again the rest of the season. Exactly. This whole episode. Exactly. They never introduced his character just, just to show that he has a, a son that's a drug addict. You know, it's going to have to come back some some way, somehow that his son, like you said, gets involved in some type of foolishness. That's going to be a payoff. It's not because, the choice yeah. to you, you hope because they introduce they reintroduce the character later, and we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I, I am curious to see. Like I, I like Paulie and his interaction with uh with Liliana, but I was like, do we need a Paulie driven side story? Like your your main side stories aren't really held together that well right now. Um, in my opinion. Um, but hey, you know, it, we, we shall see. Uh, anything on that? No, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, we get the, 
this scene is what like kind of had me confused a little bit. Um, we get our new our new business partners uh, going to I guess where the yardies kind of post up in this looks like a shipping yard, mm-hmm. and randomly the cops have been tipped off. Well, they get a call from um, E, and they're told you know hey the police are on their way. Uh, we've been listening to the scanners. You need to get up out of there. Um, but it turns out that they're actually chasing someone else down. I guess the Yardies are just, you know, wild, crazy meth heads, and they just they get into random crazy shit during daylight. Um, and I guess they led them back to the lair, so that made things a little too hot. So the Yardie deal is a bust. They, it was a bust before they even got to show their faces. Um, we also get a glimpse of Bennigan. Uh, the the crooked cop from earlier he he makes Vic and his his uh, his car out. Um, any any uh, any anything on that? No, like I said, it's just a weird scene because it came out of nowhere that uh, the police were coming, but they didn't really explain why the police were there or what they were there for or who they were there to get. Were they there to get the yardies for some unrelated thing? Were they there to get there to get a uh, Tommy and them? So it was really confusing. Um, I mean, I think the only thing we kind of got out of this is that the partnership has some cracks in it. They they don't they they want to work in business together, but they don't really seem to have any firm plan as to how to properly navigate the things that they want out of it. Uh, so, I, and then like I said, we saw Bennigan, and we still don't understand what his full role in this is. We know he work; he, he's a dirty cop, um, but what exactly is he doing to help who and how and what? So. Because they, they, they never really explained why he even went to visit um, Diamond yet. And he hasn't been back. So, you know, I feel like they, at some point, they're going to top all these loose ends. But right now, they're just leaving a lot of questions for us to try to fill them on our own. Um, so, hopefully, yeah, they'll, they, they'll, they'll work it out. Yeah, they were chasing down, a, like, a, a truck with some dudes with guns in it. So, I'm guessing maybe those are the Yardies and they got, they, you know, led them back to their hideout or whatever. But, yeah, it was, it was strange. It was definitely strange. Um so from there, there's a quick scene with Claudia and I believe it's my May, um, her her business partner slash love interest that I'm sorry, I did not remember her name. Um, it, it's real quick, but they're pretty much low on um, low on supply. Uh, I think. Yeah, I feel like it's May. Uh, she's going to need more. And Claudia pretty much asserts dominance that this is not quite the partnership you think it is and uh you need to get your other your the person you worked on this with you need to get them in here so they can help us um real quick i i don't feel like we need to really marinate on that one nah that's good uh but yeah, you, from the, go ahead. a lot of and that's that was another thing about this particular episode there wasn't a lot of meat on any of these scenes no a lot of it was all. like quick just advancement of storyline or pretty quick check-in just so we wouldn't forget that a character was involved in this particular episode. But it wasn't a lot of like juiciness to him or anything you could really, in my opinion, like do deep dives in, which we normally, you know, especially with um to Tariq's show, we really get deep into the into the scenes because they normally have a lot of multiple meanings, a lot of layers to it. Uh, but I think right now we're still in the introductory character phase with a lot of these characters. So it's still just kind of getting to meet, getting to know them getting a little bit about their motivations, but not a lot of meat on this bone that we can kind of really chew on. Yeah. Uh, we get a very quick interaction between uh, Tommy and Vic, where Tommy's like, I mean, well, Vic's like, yeah, I know you. I know what y'all doing. Uh, 
Uh, and Tommy, being Tommy, was like, well, what's the, you know, what you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Um, but Vic playing it real professional. Like, hey, she grown. She could do her. Uh, but very much a certain that, like, I'm going to get my girl back. Make, you know. Um, but most importantly about this scene, uh, right above Tommy saying that uh, <laughs> Vic has a tiny head <laughs> and he only needs one bullet, uh, we get Glow seeing them interact. Um, like she's known that they've interacted business wise, but she actually got to watch them kind of ride together and she's, you know, trying to piece things together. Yeah. Uh, I think she which, even makes a comment that now she definitely knows what Tommy's involved in. Cause yeah. before she, he makes him, he was just some visitor in town. Um, but now that she sees him directly riding with, uh, you know, for lack of better term, her boyfriend or her ex, and she knows what his family business is. Now she definitely knows Tommy is not in, you know, he's not a used car salesman or he's not just some rich person traveling through town. Um, so that was good. I, I do like that they, these two guys who are clearly involved with the same woman were able to put all that pettiness aside to focus on business. And I think mm-hmm. that is a, a, a ad- admirable. Admirable. Yeah, I don't think it's really highly likely to happen in real life. No. But basically, they both <laughs> said the same thing. Um, business comes first. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that issue if we get to that point down the line. Indeed. So back at the shop, um, we had a really, this was a really quick scene, but it was a good scene. It was these guys talking it out with either as a slight mediator, but um, Jannard pretty much... Letting him, letting, letting Jannard, not Jannard, letting Diamond know. And I honestly feel like this conversation should have happened earlier. Um, But this was probably like the most logical that Jannard has been, where he pretty much was like, with everything you've just been through, why in the world are you so eager to work with these two white dudes? Mm-hmm. Um, It makes no sense. And he's absolutely right. It does not make sense for him to, to be this eager to work with two strangers and possibly get thrown right back in jail for life. Right. Especially um, his brother has had, a, you know, I don't know if they're the top crew in all of Chicago, but they definitely had a successful business for 15 years. So you think he would go back into a tried and true model as opposed to working with the Flames who have historically been racist and been hateful to a CBI. And then Tommy, who he don't know from a, ho- a fucking hole in the wall. For all he knows, Tommy could be plotting to kill him, plotting to kill his whole family, probably. But he's very trusting for, to Tommy for a guy he's known for at this point. I swear two weeks haven't passed yeah. yet. If that. Yeah. Um, anything else on that one? I thought that was a real, that was probably like one of the best scenes. I almost gave it the best scene, but we get to the best scene. Mm-hmm. What I think is the best scene later on. Yeah, but, I think um, this I was think... a strong episode for um, Jannar. I think he had, yeah. uh, he wasn't in a lot of scenes, but I think every scene that he in uh, really was impactful. Even taught, it gave us something as opposed to, uh, you know, just him just being there for the sake of being there. Yeah, um, I I couldn't agree more. This was he was definitely acting wise and story driving. He was probably the MVP of this particular episode. Um, so we get a real quick run back to the Flynn house, where I, I, Papa Flynn confronts Vic about this meeting. Uh, quick question. Did you know how he found out? I think Bennigan. I want to say Bennigan. That's what I thought. Him. That's what I thought. But, and, and it's possible maybe he called him. But, like, later when Bennigan runs up on him, he's like, what were you doing there? Like, that, it made me feel like maybe Bennigan 
didn't well mm, you know what no that actually makes perfect sense the dad was like what the hell was he doing there yeah that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. because he probably made tommy and well not necessarily tommy but he probably made uh diamond and probably told him like yeah your your son was down here in the yardy territory with some white boy and the leader of cbi um but we get a real quick moment of vic finally kind of stepping up to his dad like i'm damned if i do i'm damned if i don't like if I if I leave if I leave this I'm not a man but if I'm if I stay with you I'm still a boy, mm-hmm. um, and I like the realization in Walter's face when he walks away that like oh shit like you are in between a rock and a hard place, and given that outburst and your health, he really doesn't know just how willing he is to get out of that in between that rock and hard space. Mm-hmm. How, how did you feel about that? I mean, this uh, this was some growth for this guy, too, because this is the first time we've seen in these four episodes where he even kind of even remotely stood up to his dad. Um, he showed some anger. He threw a glass. Um, ultimately, he kind of backed down at the end because um, he's not ready to go head up with his dad yet. But I think this is kind of further growth and further to push um, the son away from the nest because uh, he is on it. it. Like you said, uh, he what is this place? He He's either his man of man, which his dad wants him to be. Uh, but he can't be a man and be his dad's lackey. You know, his his dad repeatedly treats him like a child. And I think as long as his dad is around, though, he's a part of on his dad's thumb. He's going to be looked at as a boy. Um, so he needs to make a decision. But like a lot of people um, need to make a decision as to what's best for them. You can't always follow the family path. You can't always stay in a safe place. If you really want to grow and be your own person, sometimes you got to branch out on your own. So maybe that's the start of that. Well, we already saw the start of it, but this may be a, even a bigger jump out of the nest. Um, for for Flynn Junior is what I call him. I think what's his name, Vic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So speaking of growth, we get Tommy not doing the hothead. I'm gonna do what I want to do thing that he normally would do, and he he puts the girl second. Um. And I think this is this was a you know not as big as growth between you know Gennard and uh and Vic, but I think it was kind of telling that. Old Tommy would have tried to find a way to have his cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think him just kind of, I don't know if he broke it off with Glow or if he was just like, I'm going to, we're going to take a break. But I think he, he realized that like me continuously being up in you is mm-hmm. going to cause some complications with this guy that I do genuinely want to do business with. Um, and old Tommy would have been like, nah, you mine. Mm-hmm. And fuck Vic. Yeah. Um, it's very mature. Yeah. I mean, even the way that he handled this thing, it's like he didn't like shrink her along. He didn't play any games. He told her the flat out honest truth. We had a good time together. You know, it's nothing against you. I enjoy your company, but I got a priority that's outside of you. And, you know, anybody, nobody thought the time, well, maybe, I don't, I don't think she even thought this. She didn't think this was any type of long term about to be a passionate love affair uh, right. she knew when they first met that it was a kind of a fling she thought he was actually leaving town immediately after she didn't even think he was gonna be around this long um so she knew what the deal was and i'm glad they both were, could be open honest about it i don't think this is the last of their interactions or their dealings eventually they'll be back in the bed again together at some point um but i think you know i think for the sake of the storyline and the most that will made the most sense this is what tommy needed to do he needed yeah. if you really gonna be a business with junior he needed to separate himself from the guy, the what, from her who this guy really does love. And it's clear that he 
even though he won't commit to her fully because of her race, he does have love and feelings for her. So that was a smart move from Tommy's part. Yeah, and uh, she was genuinely taken aback by it, too, um, which I, I thought that was a nice touch uh, because I think I think genuinely her her whole deal with him was, you know, we just going to have fun. Um, so I don't know. Maybe she wasn't ready for the fun to end just yet. Um, but as you said, they're going to end up back in the bed or on a balcony or whatever mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Uh, so it, it's inevitable. Uh, from there, well, literally, as he's exiting, he gets approached by uh, by uh, Papa Flynn. What would you call him? I just called him Senior. Flynn, Flynn Senior. Flynn, Flynn Senior. And uh, which makes me wonder, like, how far is... How far do they live from this bar? Because I feel like he was just talking to um, to Vic at the crib. Uh, so this the spot must not be that far. Uh, but Walter gives his warning. They're like, hey, man, I told you to leave. You in here causing problems. This is your warning. Like, this you, is need, the to, second you need to. Warning, though. How many warnings this did you is get? true. This one seemed a bit more official. Um, I think partially because like. He, he, he now is directly like somewhat recruited his son. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he, he was ready to let him just like, whatever, you're, you're going to fail because you don't know the area. Um, you're not going to be able to like, CBI is not going to trust you. We definitely don't trust you. Uh, so he probably didn't expect it to get to a point where he finds out that his, his own son has been running with Tommy. Um, but yeah, he, he gives his ultimatum. Uh, meanwhile, Back at her crib, Liliana gets attacked. Poor Larry. Some, huh? I swear she get beat on more than anybody in the world. Every episode she get punched in the face, beat up by somebody. I don't know. It was I, tragic too. One episode I'd like to see her not get her ass whooped. It was tragic. They they caught her while she was literally like pulling her shirt up over her head. Like mm-hmm. that's grimy. That was some 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 hockey shit. Like that, that was super grimy. Um, but uh, it's some Serbs, and we've dealt with Serbians before. But before we get to that, we got to talk about... Actually, no, I mean, we can... Let's go ahead and combine the two. Okay. Um, she gets... Apparently, the Serbians were the owners of the drugs, which I thought was interesting because I could have sworn the... Uh, the What was it? The, the, the Aranya cards. Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn that was the Jimenez. Um, so my question was, were the Serbs working with the Jimenez or what? I, I remember the Serbs ended up somebody killing the Jimenez. They killed, uh, Alicia, remember? Yeah. So I don't know if they had a business or partnership or what, but, um, maybe they took, maybe they took their, their supply. Yeah. But I, when they, when they said the Serbs, but the one they said drugs, I was also, also confused about that. Cause I thought she took it from like a, a Mexican cartel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe I just missed something. But uh, I'm well, glad I wasn't the only one confused by it. Yeah, um, it definitely kind of, yeah. It it kind of, it expects you to remember a bit too much of flagship power when the stuff that they're referencing was easily over five years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if you're going to do this, you you got to give us some flashbacks from <laughs> from from flagship power, from book one power. Um, but yeah, they pretty much want their, they want their drugs. Uh, but while this is going on, we get to meet JP's dad, which I, I hope we see some more of him. Um, I, I, I think this probably was, to me, the best scene of the show, of uh, the episode, excuse me, 
we get Tommy and well, we get Tommy meeting JP's father and kind of hearing his side of it and his his recollection of the past and his memories of Kate. Um, but like, it was also really cool because you see you see the relationship between JP and his dad, and you you remember that Tommy didn't really have a dad. And while this conversation goes on, you remember that he didn't have a mom either for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to see, you know, his brother at least get one like loving and caring parent was something that I thought was, uh, was, was pretty interesting. Um, just like the, the, the words they're using where he's, he's already kind of slipping up, calling him bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, I think his dad, who his name escapes me at the moment, um, I think it's Herman. He he calls him son, which I thought was like a, a nice little slip in. But I mean, that could have just been like that older, that elder yeah. calling someone son. Mm-hmm. But like, even it, in this context, even if it's not particularly that, with everything that we know, I thought it was a nice little touch. Um, how did you feel about that scene? Yeah, I mean, it was like a, a quick scene. Um, I'm, I'm still curious to see what they, what's going to do with this JP brother thing. Uh, like, what is it, you know, what is it going to be long term as far as him and Tommy's relationship? Because the show is so heavily focused on Tommy's street life. I don't know how they're going to kind of properly balance his family life. Because uh, especially, I thought they was going to at first go down the path that his brother would be a part of, you know, he just happened to have also a brother that's a criminal in Chicago, and then maybe they team up and join forces. But it seems like his brother's like a straight-laced guy, not really involved in no street stuff. Um, and even they made a make a, a point in in um, when the father is talking to him about like the tooth fairy and stuff to show how naive the brother is. So I'm curious to see how they're going to blend this Tommy's family life with his business that allows. Are they ever going to intersect? Are they going to cross paths? Is the brother going to find out Tommy's a criminal and killer and murderer and not want to be involved with him anymore? Uh, so I'm I'm curious to that, but it was a fun scene. I like the I like the pops. I like that. Um, I like everything he was saying. The fact that he um was support like he didn't have the mom, but he was very supportive of his son. He took his son in. He loved his son, and he um didn't want to be like another stereotype where he abandoned his kid and stuff like that. So I think that's always important when they do stuff like that. Um, so I'm but I'm just curious to see what they're gonna do because it seems like it's like you said two different like we talked about a lot in a lot of book two. It seems like it's a separate show. From the main show, um, you know, the show is not really a family drama, and that's what it kind right. of is leading down with, with this JP interaction. Indeed, indeed. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I did like their interaction um, where uh, JP's father is kind of like open to talking to Tommy, but also like still got necessary venom for Kate. Um, and, you know, this is the closest he's going to get to, to, you know, to throwing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tommy just kind of getting more and more like evidence to the file of Kate being a horrible mother. Um, <laughs> I did like the part where he was, you know, talking about like, you know, just trying to do the right thing. I was only 17 and I didn't, you know, and, uh, I think Tommy says like, you did the best you, you did the right thing or something like that. And he's like, I didn't open up for you to jump in. Like I'm having my moment. <laughs> this is my monologue. That's what's going to give me that, gra- that, uh, that Oscar. Um, but I, I did appreciate that. Um, so in the mean, while all this is getting on, going down, Liliana is getting choked out, um, and tortured. Uh, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I hope she, she got to get a win. <laughs> the girl's got to get a win before this is over. Um, she sends a code to Tommy, uh, meet me here and bring ghost, which I thought that was a nice touch. 
to kind of throw him off. And it's uh, Operation Save Liliana. Um, while she's listening to their banter, she overhears that the leader is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tommy, pulling his best ghost move, pops up out of the blue. Uh, pops one of them in the head, the driver in the head, and the Liliana got the the belt the belt knife that she was saving for you know the perfect occasion. And am I tripping or was she not like tied up? Did they just have her hands free? Her, her hands were free. I guess they they you know they don't even beat her. I don't think they thought she was much of a threat. You know she's a small woman compared to them, and they had her at gunpoint. Um, and she had been cooperative, so I think they. They misjudged her, and you know, yeah. the big dude paid for his life with that one. And I, but I, I'm a little, I'm a little tired of Tommy being like this expert, everything. Like he an expert marksman, he an expert strategist, uh, expert tactician. Uh, he never seems to get caught or no suspicions of any of these bodies. He's probably killed like fifty people over the course of these three different episodes he's been in, and it's like he is just too good at all these types of things. He's like Jason Bourne, but I was like, where is he getting all this training from? He wasn't in those special army services. So it, it annoys me when Tommy is just too good at being a killer sometimes. It's like half the times when even when he gets in these shootouts or, shoot, shootouts or these fights, he don't even get hurt. He don't even get shot or stabbed or beat up a little bit. Uh, so it's getting a little bit annoying that he's like a superhero uh, sometimes. I mean, I feel you. But like at the same time, like that was also Ghost in the flagship show. Like I, I've kind of made a little bit of peace with that. Um, cause you know, we, we kind of attribute it to, they've both been in the game for so long that, um, you know, certain stuff, it's easy for them to get the drop on people. Cause they, you know, they're usually moving solo or in a one or two man team. Um, so, you know, you got that aspect on it and they didn't know, they didn't, they, they kind of didn't really know who they were looking for, for the most part. Um, and you know you always got the the big dumb goons, but where he lack where he makes up for in strength, like as far as a tactician and the and the hands on stuff, um, he lacks in a few other areas, and I'll get to that. It was part of my kind of like my my re- my revelation about it. Um, so he rescues her, and they <laughs> he goes to to drop her off at the barbershop, to, you know, to be babysat. So. He can have a word with Diamond and try and figure out the whole Serbian situation in Chicago. Um, and right now, I kind of like Liliana's interactions with people where it's just like she's kind of like this. We know she she's almost like a, just like kind of like a bratty teenager. Where it's just like she just gets on people's nerves and she's just around. Um, we'll see how long it lasts. Go ahead. I don't say yeah. She's never seems to be serious. No matter what the situation is, she always seems to be like kind of lighthearted in it. Um so uh, you know, I, I actually, actually kind of enjoyed her interactions with uh, Jay. Yeah. Um, the fact that she wanted her money, she didn't want to hear none of the other foolishness that she wanted that he wanted to talk about. Uh, and then she was even fair. She said, "If you pay me my money, you get to touch my scars." And, and she was a, a woman of her word. Um, so I, I, she's one of my first favorite new characters. But I hope they just kind of, at some point, if they, if they gonna have her around long term, kind of develop her a little bit more. That she's not just a punching bag. Or she's not just somebody that's scheming about her money that they give her a little bit more of a juicy storyline or maybe some backstory or some character development. That's what I really would like to see from uh, Liliana long term. Yeah, Um, I'm with you. She's definitely one of the favorite new characters. Um, 
and I, I also want to, you know, see what goes with her just in general. Uh, so while she's bonding with Jannard, we got Tommy and uh, and Diamond doing some more bonding, uh, just kind of assessing the situation. And I like that Tommy's still kind of playing things close to the vest and just being like, look, I've dealt with these Serbians before in the past, me and my old partner. And uh, Diamond kind of prying a little bit. But I also like the fact that, like, hey, man, you have a right to call in uh, this favor because I owe you. But I don't want it with the Serbians and you got to do this one solo. So you still get your freebie, but not for this, uh, which just kind of further illustrates just how bad the Serbians are of a right. of a problem. You got to be realistic because, like, you asking him to. And, that, and that's another thing that kind of irritates me about this is like Tommy's always fighting all these organizations when he's like one man. Like he was, and he's, maybe it's just not him having any fear or any common sense, but it's like, why would he think he can beat the Serbians by himself or him and Liliana by himself? Um, so I, I agree with Diamond made a smart decision. It's like, I don't got no beef with these Serbs. They ain't nothing but trouble and they a different kind of trouble than what I'm used to. I'm used to like gang banging people in the streets fighting over uh, drugs or, 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 or hoods. These people are like massacring people. Yeah. Um, so he made the right choice. And and I and I think it was cool that Tommy respected that decision. He knew he because he even brought it to him. He know how bad these people are. He know what their dealings have been in the past. Um, he went to Diamond and I think Diamond respectfully uh, told him no, which was the right move. Indeed, indeed. Um, we're going to wrap up this particular scene because there's another scene that happens in between it. There's two, but we don't we don't really care about Vic and Glow, do we? Not really. Exactly. Yeah, they so, just kind of up their relationship kind of. Yeah. So before, before Liliana gets the okay that things are cool and she can leave, um, we get we get another blow up from Diamond. Um and him just kind of, you know, still kind of venting his frustrations. And uh, he pays what he's supposed to pay. And um, he also makes a, a pitch like, hey, you go where the money is. So you say, ride with me because I'm getting rid of him at some point. I'm getting rid of Tommy at some point. And while she doesn't bite, the seed is planted. Um. And like you said, she's a woman of her word. He gets a she. He gets to touch the scar. I don't know how we feel about the the weird flirting, because it seemed kind of one sided. I don't know if she was actually into it or not, but it did seem a bit much. I mean, she did let him get the kiss off, so right. I don't know. Maybe she was into it just a bit. What did Probably. What did you think about that wrap up? Um, I, I thought I, I thought we did learn two interesting things. We learned that he messes with cocaine, um, and, and then we also thought that her cocaine problem might be an issue like long-term, but she turned it down because she only does cocaine that she purposely has dealt with. So maybe uh, she doesn't have the drug problem that we thought she might have. Um, and we and maybe his ain't as bad as it, it is. Maybe he just kind of samples. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was cool. I thought I like the interaction. I think they got like kind of good chemistry. Um, I think, you know, he was definitely heavily flirting more than she was, but I think it wasn't totally unwelcome when she wouldn't let him do it. You know, I think she has shown that she's a woman that kind of stands up for herself. Uh, and it's not a thing where anybody's trying to force anything on her that she isn't, you know, kind of being, uh, I can't think of the word, receptive of or willing to let it happen. So okay. I think they're cool. I think they're cool with each other. 
All right. So while this is going on, we get a quick scene of the young hotheads uh, rolling up on JP's bar. And we get D-Mac wanting to just do some some lightweight vandalism. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other hothead, I don't know what's I think his name is Marshall or something like that. He wants to let the bullets fly. Um, and we get our face to face. I think he wanted uh, to rob the place. D Max just wants to kind of like wreck the place over and over. He was like, "Well, let's go in there and rob it. Let's get some money out of it." Um, and because he was like, "You know, we've been tearing this place up over and over, but we're not really getting that up, getting anything out of it, other than we're damaging this property." So that's why he wanted to go inside and actually rob them. And he was like, "Nah." That's when D Max was like, "Nah, he didn't want to do that." Yeah, and it's obvious because you know. He's got he's obviously got some resentment towards his father, but he don't want him. He don't want him hurt seriously, Um, which, again, like we got to I hope I do hope we get the full story on that because he did paint the picture that he did want to be in. He really did want to be in his son's life, but he wasn't allowed to. Right. He Um, also don't recognize his son. Exactly. That's how long it's been. And they did a good job of casting this kid because he does have some of his mannerisms in the face. Um, They both kind of have the the grimace face, like very similar grimaces. Um, but I, I thought that was a, I would, I thought that was a good scene and it needed, it was going to happen eventually. This is what, one of the other things I was like, man, they moving along quickly. Um, so we'll, we'll see what plays out of that. One of the other interesting things in this scene, they left them. The other dudes that hopped in the whip and left them. I, I mean, I guess, you know, you can't be, you know, straggling, but I thought that was interesting. I wonder if that's going to be brushed off or what. Um, I mean, he wanted to like linger around for no reason. Like they had already done, they came and they were leaving because dude came over with a baseball bat, and he just wanted to kind of like hang out there. So they just rolled out. I mean, and he did kind of he did technically save him because old boy was about to let off the shots on him. He was about to put him in him, but uh, D Mac like shot the lights out instead. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get the you know the no nonsense neighbor across the street. <laughs> He's like, I'm calling the police. Random Asian lady yelling. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought that was, thought that was an interesting, interesting scene that needed to happen. I didn't expect it to happen so soon. Uh, so we get Claudia putting her team together, uh, with a little bit of blackmail. Any thoughts on that? Like, I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Like, poor, poor, uh, the black sister, Yeah, her job in jeopardy and all that, they blackmailing her, but hey, you don't want to stop dealing with drugs. So you got to deal with the consequences of it. So that was just more just kind of showing Claudia's power play and just kind of wrapping up her 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 thing to anything else that can we get deep into, I think. There's going to be some lady bosses around here. Mm-hmm. And y'all know we terrible. We're, we'll have her name. We'll have the name of the character next week. <laughs> we promise. We promise. So we find out who the she is of the Serbians, and it's Tatiana. Did you remember Tatiana? No. Okay. Not at all. I thought it was a new villain. I nope. Who she was. And this is only because, like, you know, I, I use the Stars app and it'd be like an, a villain from, like, a, a, an enemy from Tommy's past. This was the young, this was the lady that disappeared and they, like, tried to pin it on Ghost. And he was doing everything he could to find her. And then she ended up popping up with old boy at Ghost's house for that dinner. I don't remember the name of this. The, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you'd have to, like, kind of, like, Again, this is one of those things they 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 need to show clips of power right. from um you know the first years ago? exactly but yeah she was the lady that she was the girl that disappeared from like either the club or she worked the, at at Truth but like she 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 disappeared they thought she was dead like they found like her ID or something 
with blood on it or something. And then she ended up popping up with um, not Lobos, whoever the the there's the Serbian dude that was like uh, causing them problems and popped up at the dinner uh, at at the at the penthouse. Okay. Uh, she ended up being his date. So this is this is Tatiana, and um, also she had like a connection to Jason Midich as well. So he's the one. I mean, excuse me, she's the one who's like, yeah, I, I found out that you were here. I, I I want my drugs and I want Liliana. I want the person who stole it. To which Tommy's like, nah, we're not doing that. Like, it, it's, I feel like this should be squashed, which was bold of him. But um, she, she kind of asserts herself as like, all right, well, if that's what it's going to be, then it's going to be some problems. And gets killed. <laughs> so... Vic comes in with the save. Good job, Vic. Earns his cookie. And we get a blast from the past who, I mean, kudos to her. I hope the check was big. But uh, they introduced, you know, they brought another character back from the past. And unlike Liliana, this one doesn't get to stay. Um, but now we have a problem with the Serbians. Because I'm pretty sure that they were made aware that, like, yeah, they we're going to go meet up with... Um, this person involving Liliana. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was like, it was another one where they kind of like, it didn't make sense because they like introduced her and made it seem like she's a big deal. Villain was coming and then they got rid of her within, you know, five minutes of screen time. Um, so I'm just curious to where they're going with the direction of the show. Like who, you know, who was the real, who was the true bad guys here? Is it uh, the Flynn family uh, but no, he kind of working with them. Is it CBI? No, he kind of working with them. So I guess they got to find an alternative third bad guy because it got to be some type of villain in the episode. And I'm assuming it's going to be the Serbians. But I don't know how they're all going to play out. Um, I feel like they, they, they opened up too many branches. And I don't know if they're going to be able to resolve all of these by the end of the season. But maybe that's the purpose. Maybe they maybe they are building a extended story that's going to last past season one and get into the season twos and threes and all that type of stuff. Um, but it's getting confused because they're just introducing too many different things and they're not really closing out any of them before they kind of move on to something different. Um, so, and, and that was my biggest problem with the show, uh, or with this episode. Um, it was just a lot of fast moving stuff, but there was like no real conclusions. There was no real setup for what I thought is going to be like long-term things. It was just kind of a lot of things happening, but why they're happening, I'm not sure. Right. Definitely a whole lot. Um, a lot of chaos is being caused and he's not gaining ground. And truthfully, it wasn't until like after this moment, I was like, okay, I, I like, I was in the same boat. I was like, what? He has not made any ground like for real, for real. Like he came up on the drugs, but like, just like last episode, like he, he, he made the, 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 the statement to glow that like, I've never started a fire. I couldn't handle. This is a big ass fire. This is a big ass fire. Um, and we can switch to the whole storm metaphor where she says, like, hey, there's a storm coming, and the storm's already here because shit is going crazy. Um, and that's pretty much where the episode ends off. So, like I was saying, as I was processing how I felt about this, I I came to the conclusion that a big part of why this is this this kind of ties into what him and Diamond were talking about um, a couple episodes ago, 
where the grind gets glossed over. Um, this also ties into what um, Liliana was asking him about. Like, what do you hope to gain? Like, why don't you just take over New York and be the king there? And Tommy says, New York is over. Um, here I can finally get mine. I can build my own thing from the ground up. And like I was saying, it, tying back into what him and Diamond were talking about being old school is it's about the grind. Like it doesn't always start out like perfect. Like you don't get these wins. And I think that's what, what kind of shifted my view of the show because when we're introduced to power, um, ghost and Kami, mm, Kami ghost and Tommy are already at the top of their game. They've already put in the work. They've, we didn't get to see the grind. We didn't get to see them start from, from the bottom and get to where they were. Um, they were already maxed out on their levels. And the 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 shift with this is, we, although Tommy has all the, the stats, you know, he's playing New Game Plus, he's still starting out from ground one. And it's like, yeah, the, I, I putting myself into that mind frame, I'm like, okay, I appreciate that things are, are kind of crumbling because I think I would have been even more annoyed if he'd have came out to Chicago on a whim, passing through, and immediately immediately made it to the top of the food chain. Like so when I thought about it, I was like, okay, I kind of appreciate that he's having to he's having to get these bruises, you get these bumps and bruises and hit these these speed bumps and potholes because I'm glad they're making him work for it. And because Tommy's Tommy, yeah, chaos is going to follow because he's a problem starter. Um so while they they definitely have some some mechanical issues with some of these episodes um i do have a renewed sense of i guess you could say interest now that we're getting to see a drug kingpin well a former drug kingpin try to reclaim his you know his empire status um i think and i it's one of those things i still need to watch but i think I, it was one of the things i'd heard about the end of the wire where uh who is it uh is it marlo yeah marlo mm -hmm. he ends up back on the corner back at square one so uh, yeah, it's like I mean, it's it, it's more complicated than that when it comes to that one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. i mean on series to kind of really get his mindset right but mainly the back to square one that aspect of it i kind of i can appreciate that now that i, I can see what's actually happening in front of me mm -hmm. Uh, what what were your final thoughts on the show? No, nah, I mean I, I think I I just thought it was kind of okay episode, but I'm really interested in what you just said about that. I think you are making a good point. I think the show probably would have. I think we expected it to be Tommy just kind of charging to the top, but I guess it is good to see these setbacks to show that he isn't a perfect character and things just don't automatically automatically always work out easy for him. So I didn't really think about that. So that was a good insight on your part. Um, but I just need them to take a, a more established direction as to where where we're going. Um, it's just too much sure. going on, too many different things popping up every day. And Tommy is too easily, even with the setbacks he's having, he's still too easily getting himself out of what should be major jams. I think they could have stretched that Serbian thing out a little bit longer. Um, but for him to basically rap, and, and I know we're going to still deal with the Serbians later, but for him to take out somebody that's such a high level Serbian with such ease, that, you know, that kind of left me like, mm, is he really Superman? What's going on here? Um, but we, you know, I'm gonna keep watching. I'm still enjoying the shows. I'm still 
they're still entertaining enough. I'm not constantly like looking at my watch to see if you know an hour has gone by while I'm watching it. So I'm still into it. So I'm gonna keep rocking with it. Same here. Any uh anything else you want to say before we get up out of here? Nah, man. I'm just ready to see what they got in store for us next week. Next week will be the halfway point. Indeed. Um, and you know, uh, hopefully they they you know bring us something strong at the middle point to really get us getting strong into those last the second half of the season. I feel like they always give us a good decent middle. Because uh, it's normally some type of break coming up at some point, uh, right? So I'm, I'm I'm just looking forward to see what they can do. Just tighten it up a little bit, and and I'll be a little bit happier, right? Uh, with episode five being next week, I am curious as if to they're gonna whether or not they're gonna take a break or if they're just gonna go straight through. Um, but yeah, we're we're coming to the to the halfway point, so yeah, they gotta they gotta go big, um, or they gotta make some some really establishing moves like some real foundation setting moves because right now we've been kind of kind of tiptoeing on this foundation and now it's it's time to set it we got to figure out what's what's going on and what the driving force is because like just like you said like okay diamond was clearly afraid of the serbians um and tommy kills well he he's part of one two three six seven including tatiana of them getting killed. And Tatiana was a rank, you know, a ranking member. Now, mm-hmm. well, I mean, whoever that guy was, the Mirovich or whoever, I guess he's going to be the big bad because I'm pretty sure he's going to want to find out what happened to her. Right. Um, but I'm right there with you. Uh, we we got we to gotta get a more solid direction going. Uh, so with that being said, thank you guys for joining us. You know where to find us. Be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. <laughs> Tell a friend. So for me, one half of your host, Triple D, and with him, Carlos D. We'll see you guys next time.